Testing. Joe Rogers. Yeah, I'll test. We only I'm got, proud of it. We only got one channel. How's that? How's that shit? It's now good. it's in. It's good. Point hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered, episode 128. Somehow we did it again. <laughs> pulled, the, pulled it all together. Got the bastard here. Raj here, as always. Everyone's everyone's favorite Ungor Raider, <laughs> Joel Rogers, over here. <laughs> everyone's favorite flesh hound, Johnny Hastings. <laughs> flesh stick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. What have you been up to, buddy? How you been? Nice. I've been pretty good. Weathering the, sh- the shit storm pretty well. <laughs> the Sigmar shit storm? For the storm? most part, yeah. Staying off the Twitter feeds, mostly. Yeah, that's a good idea. More of a patient, wait-and-see kind of fella with all this Age of Sigmar development. It's goddamn animal. Fucking go! Right now! Fucking jackass Jesus. dog. Jesus. What a dirty Sorry. little beast. <laughs> He's fucking getting going early today. We haven't even been at it a minute yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for hobby stuff, paint another Infinity model. Oh, Got yeah? the second guy, Fusilier. Just yeah. like a grunt dude. Looks a lot like Burt Reynolds in the end. <laughs> nice. Nice, like, like a nice young lean. 70s porno style. Yeah, <laughs> not the later tubby tubby Reynolds. Not dead bod Reynolds. Of the late 80s or 90s. <laughs> or like the weird... Um, surgery on your face, Burt Reynolds of the current <laughs> era. Just like a young, in his prime kind of guy. So he turned out pretty good. I got a few more I'm working on as well. Yeah. I can do about one a week and about a, maybe an hour or two per day. Oh, yeah. Get through all that. So How many you I'm need? In, Not many, right? Yeah, to play like 150 points, which is probably... I would say maybe the equivalent of like a thousand point game, you know, so not quite the full, full on. It's probably about how small you get. I need, I think I have like eight guys, but that's because I took a bunch of grunts. Like, yeah. Like in JJX 150, he just has five guys. So it's probably on the same painting schedule. It was like a Warhammer thing where, uh, so one, one week for eight guys. So that'd be eight weeks. It seems about how, uh, I can blaze through a Warhammer army for a tournament. Uh, it's kind of interesting. What a week now. doesn't sound like blazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the quality is up for sure. Yeah. This is kind of fun messing around. I'm not really sweating it or trying to. I guess I'm kind of glad. Gen Con's in a few weeks. Yeah. And originally I was going to try to sign up for the Infinity tournaments, but they filled up almost immediately. Mm. So I'm kind of glad that I didn't have to try to finish anything quickly yeah because uh, i definitely do not have any time other than uh what i've been putting down on them actually got some games in it's kind of an interesting contrast between this age of sigmar shit and then the infinity because infinity is so dense yeah like people just like revel in the rules of it <laughs> me and Jack were playing our actual first game so not not the starter stuff but the actual full rules so, like, we got our fingers in the rule books because you need to reference multiple pages. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got to, if you want to look up your gun, you got to go to rifles and then look up the kind of rifle that it is. And then it has different ammo. So, then you got to go to the ammo section. Sure. And then some of the abilities aren't even traits of the gun. They're, like, actually, like, suppressive fire is like an order. So, you have to, like, go to the order section yeah. of the book. But... We're kind of baby-stepping our way through. <laughs> like, the game is, is really fun, despite what I would argue some unnecessary complexity. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, you know, once you're really into it, and you get uh, all the basics down pat, and you start remembering all the 12 different kinds of ammo, they, yeah. one, they kill you slightly different ways. <laughs> all right. So, that's been pretty fun. Otherwise, 
I don't know. Did you play any Age of Sigmar games with my man? No, nope, not yet. The PDFs have been released. We got that nice box set yeah. from G-Dubs. Cheers, Paul, over at Games Workshop for the free box set. It was a A, unexpected, B, awesome surprise. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was cool to be recognized for... Over five years of thousands of hours, <laughs> hundreds and thousands of hours talking about their game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was really cool. It's nice when free shit shows up that you don't expect. Yeah, definitely. And it's like the new hip shit. You're like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think of that models in um, there? I think they're all right. I think the Sigmar fellas are a bit one dimensional. They're just boring. I don't. Yeah, and it looks like the pictures that have been leaked of all the newer stuff is like. Okay, so it's the same guys with swords. It's the same guys with bows. It's the same guys, you know, the same dudes with wings. It's the same right. dudes with great, you know, they're all the same dude. Right. They're essentially, they're fucking space marines, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're space marines be, that look be clear. slightly more historical than space marines. Yeah. That's what it is. Some top guys, like, I want space marines in fantasy. Uh-huh. And it's like, fucking mission accomplished, dude. <laughs> well <laughs> fucking, done, bros. Fucking hit that out of the park. Ciders on me. Mm-hmm. but yeah they look I think like they're all right though i think they're cool i've been seeing people painting them up on twitter and they look good and it yeah it's mostly armor yeah you know so there's no By fiddly, mostly, fiddly bits yeah so i think they'll definitely paint up super quack and we kind of split it between us so i got most yeah. of most those sigmar guys yeah. i got more i don't know if i'm gonna do anything maybe i'll paint up one I think or I'll something. paint up one of each yeah, I kind of just been in a painting for the fuck of it kind of mood. Yeah, um, just with the infinity and some of the other shit I've been getting. So sure, the chaos stuff's really awesome. You got like twenty different kinds of marauders. Or actually, no, I guess there's two sets of ten. Two I sets think, of ten. Yeah, so I took a set of t- set, and you yeah. took a set. Yeah, there. Um, those guys are cool. Yeah, there is. The uh, 40k cultist dudes yeah. look really cool, so I think they're just channeling they're that vibe. That. Yeah. <laughs> and then the corn guys. The corn guys are cool. I I would say they're a couple steps towards Space Marines too. Yeah, those guys. Well, they're they have no like chest armor; they're like leg armor only. Um, it's kind of weird and helmets, but yeah. What do you think of the the big uh, spawn looking thing? Its yeah. head's really strange. I don't like it. I might put a different hat on it. It's got big old hooves. You. So if I decide to work anymore on the pullover, it's got so a nice broad chest. Yeah, you'll see that like guy. A nice yeah. Broad-chested doomball, or I make like a decent cool. gorger or something. Mm-hmm. It's got big ass hooves. Put a giant minotaur head on it. Call it a fucking day. Yeah, that'd work yeah. really good. Either the gorgon one, or yeah, just because the regular ones are so itty bitty. Right. You well, could the plastic probably, ones are tiny. Yeah, you could probably put those ones. on like those Chaos Warrior heads. Yeah, get some like weird, <laughs> like fully armored like space minos. Space minotaur coming to get your ass. The uh, let's say the old metal minotaur heads might work size wise, but the style wise, <laughs> nowhere near it. So mm-hmm. kind of man. Yeah. So on the model front, I think they're continuing the quality. That yeah, they I had. Agree. I'm not sure it's really a step up, but. They're already doing everything pretty well, so yeah. no complaints there. Uh, did you look at the rules then? Have you have you s- sopped them up? Have you soaked them in? I've read them over twice at work while on the crapper, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm I don't know. It, it's not yeah. an, it's not a fantasy battles game anymore. It's not an army game anymore. It yeah. just feels like a skirmish game. Mm-hmm. I did hear a rumor that this is a. Uh, Age of Sigmar is kind of an interim between 8th and 9th edition, so okay. maybe there's something I've heard coming. that. I don't know if it's been debunked yet, really, but I think there's more army construction rules on the way for the actual new factions that they're putting out. Yeah. So what's online is War Scrolls for the old stuff, Yeah. but if I'm a little kid or something trying to figure out how to play, there's no... There's no section in there that no, yeah. well there's no section in there that says this is what you can take. Right. There's in the those four pages there's rules on how to deploy your stuff. Right. So I kind of think people are extrapolating army construction rules from the deployment rules. Wow. Um, that that's what I feel like and some of the rumors now is that the organization stuff is on the way and the tournament rules and stuff are on the way. Um which I hope I hope they are because if if this is it Pretty much, um, Wapaka, we won't be doing a Warhammer tournament. Wapaka is still happening 100%, but 
uh, me and Bear are trying to figure out what we're going to do. But if this is truly it, and we're just given war scrolls with no other guidance on any other ways to balance it, right? It seems like, like seems like it seems it's too, too big of a yeah. I'm not gonna. You can't come up with something unless the like to community comes up with something together to make it more yeah. sensible. Otherwise, it's it's amorphous. What the fuck do you do here? Yeah, I've been. A- approached by probably three or four different people about trying to come up with something and really if this is it i'm not really interested in putting in the effort to try to make a tournament worthy um it's going to be a lot of work and people are just going to moan and complain about it regardless yeah no matter what you do so right um i think we can have a lot more fun at wapaka pursuing a different path you know maybe we'll still play play age of sigmar but there won't be a tournament or Right. Uh, there'll be multiple mini tournaments or, you know, let somebody else run something if if they want to take on that challenge. Right. So, yeah, we just don't know what we're going to do for a packet yet. Well, yeah, um, let's, my money's let's kind of on. Settle here because... Yeah, it's not even officially released. <laughs> and, like, I've had people asking me what's going on with packet. Yeah. What are you going to do? And, um, you so I'm be ca- announcing that end of this month. So Yeah, so we're probably put up some fillers on the site. We'll probably move registration back maybe just a few more weeks. We'd like to have all the rules and what we're going to do in place before people sign up and pay their money. Yeah. Um, if it's not set by August, like if there's no further releases or anything, I, if we think there's going to be one, then maybe we'll wait. Otherwise, we'll just have people sign up and pay like a small fee or something like maybe just 30 or 40 bucks yeah. just to cover. And then if we do uh, a tournament later, we'll give you the rules and then you can optionally sign up, pay another 30 or 40 bucks or, you know, however we did. Right. There's a lot of options out there. We haven't decided yet. Okay. So. Sure. Uh, but yeah, for my perspective, it's, it's kind of cool. They cleaned everything up. Um, Warmer is getting pretty dirty. There's like a lot of, so previously there was like, probably seven different ways you could move models because you had ranked units, skirmishers, fast cab, flyers. You had your regular movement and then charge followed different rules and then fleeing, pursuing used different rules. Yeah. So there's all kind of different ways to move models. So now there's... You thought that was a problem? <laughs> well, it's. I think it's had 25 years of adjustments and ad hoc. Um, I think charging and fleeing and pursuing could all be the same rules or, you know, there didn't need to be that many different ways to do this same different thing. Yeah. Like it was psychology, like a, a panic test has like different rules and like a break test and like yeah. a fear test was well, all guys being scared. Like why are there three different rules for guys being scared? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys in a building, war machines are scared. So there's yeah. just different shit happening. Yeah. And there's different, different rules for different guys being scared in different ways. And then if you're being shot at, year um but a bunch of guys die it's differently than if you're in combat and a bunch of different guys you know so there's different ways of fleeing from that yeah right so it definitely could have been streamlined but you know this is just a complete overhaul i I did play some games with ballard yeah just kind of horsing around and everything it yeah it feels like a different game to me because it is for sure it is a different game and if some guy come up to you and like Hey man, check out these rules. This is what everybody's going to be playing in a year. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I don't know what to think about that. So a lot of the complexity comes in like the different rules of the units and stuff like that. Right. So there's more synergy and stuff like that. I don't. I don't know what do you think of that. I'm not. Um, I don't know. I thought it was all dumbed down quite a bit because there's no customization like there used to be. I you know because there's no point cost, so it's not like give your unit spears for an extra point or fucking... I guess you can just take a command now. There's no... Like, why wouldn't you, I guess? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you could take nothing but musicians and standard guys yeah. running out there. All standards? Because that would be... Yeah. Unless there's some other different organizational rules, <laughs> there's no reason you wouldn't. So I'm just... I'm going to corner the mark. That's funny because you can buy command packs for cheap on eBay. Yeah. Because, like, people are always selling them and no one's <laughs> buying them. So I'm just going to be buying up all these command packs. <laughs> just getting standard bears and musicians of all these units. 20 white line standard <laughs> Bears, yeah. <laughs> old metal, <laughs> nice, That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I guess I'd be looking for a little more complexity in the in the rules, and then so you can have a fun game where every unit doesn't have to have its own special rules in order right. for it to be fun. Right. It seems like it's kind of following more of like a 
I don't know, like it, it kind of reminds me of Magic the Gathering, what they're doing with the way that the the basic magic rules are simple, and then the complexity comes in the interaction of all the cards. Yeah, and then the way that they're building these campaign seasons is really similar to the how Magic works with their cycles. So they basically every year they kind of do like a new. Uh, like campaign and they release special right. cards and stuff like that and the theme goes along with that and then the old shit's discontinued right after two years and um, like yeah but then the other aspect of magic is the tournament scene is super huge right so i think if you're gonna copy magic and why wouldn't you it's one of the most successful like hobby type games that there is yeah i think the tournaments are kind of driving that so you're really shooting yourself in the foot if you're not pandering to the tournament community because those guys are the you know the voices your leaders you know they're the most psyched about the game right. you're gonna shit all over them mm-hmm. and not provide any support for that that's kind of a dumb but that's kind of also why i think that something is coming to support that yeah it would have to i feel like it has to otherwise it's over like the tournament's that we've all enjoyed for the last fucking yeah. Like who's going to get years. other people to play? Like who's right. going to be the voice and then the you know, vision of the hobby? So right, yeah. Wish they would tell us, you know, what was in the works instead of just letting everybody speculate and freak yeah. out. Because it's not like it's a wait. What's what's the harm in, in letting that information <laughs> yeah. out? Right? Yeah. Like, no one can steal it. It's your game. Like, <laughs> you'll you'll save a ton of bitching and fucking bullshit and pissed off people and. Mm-hmm. And it, you know it does get tired. People getting fucking pissed off. Like in the end, it's a fucking game, dude. And like, walk away from it. Just I don't know. I'm sick of whiny fucking jackholes. Okay. But all right. Well, let's. Well, hold on. Let's, let's give, give eighth eighth edition a proper send off. What do you say? Maybe. Yeah. All chat right. a little bit of what what we're gonna miss and well, what we're what we're happy you to, get see to that up? now because we're still in the what's Raj been up to in the hobby section. And we yeah. skipped the what's Johnny been up to in the hobby section. Well, I think that's what's been going on in the hobby is all the Age of Sigmar, bro. I suppose. Well, have you been, all right, what you been doing? I've been paying Nortonians, dude. Oh, wow, well, wow. Well. <laughs> I got the next guy. Fits in to be done here. Finish him up in a day or two. If I didn't have to deal with open house bullshit. Mm-hmm. Fucking sick of trying to sell So you must be, I don't know, the War Scrolls, man. You could just take nothing but Bretonian heroes or lords. <laughs> basically, every one of your orcs is a hero or a lord unto himself. I <laughs> yeah, got a whole force together now. <laughs> BSB, it's fucking mm-hmm. worthless. You can't give them any. How many? You can't customize them with any magic standards, but I got yeah. BSB. So how many? How many do you have done? And this will be seven nights, I think. Maybe it'll be six. Okay, so that's like five. You know, seven war scrolls. They got like five wounds each. I think a standard hero has. I haven't looked Boom. at the Bretonian ship, but it seems like that's so that's him. like thirty-five wounds. <laughs> you know, if we're doing it by wounds, <laughs> me and Ballard were playing fifty wound games. Yeah, so you're really close. Were you just let? Well, I got the peg knight. I got so that could be a bro on a peg. Oh yeah, that might bizzle. be more wounds there. Foot knight. Mm. I got it. I got fifty wounds, dude. Orctonians are done. <laughs> yeah. Well, you naysayers, they're finished. Bring it to that. Seriously, bring it to the podge. Thank you, Age for, of Sigmar. Uh, yeah, so we'll probably... I don't know if we'll see us really getting any more games in until the podge. Yeah. I think that'll be... We'll just hit it hard all day, give it our best. What's the <laughs> time frame on the podge? What time are we getting together? Uh, probably towards the morning. Yeah. Get all some right. tacos at Taqueria up in Wausau. Yeah. That's the shit. Okay. And uh, probably go all day. People can crash there if they like. Go home. Yeah, I don't we'll really give, don't really give a shit. I'm a bit. We'll see where my house situation is. But you're gonna be, be you're gonna want to play Warhammer all night, man. Just a few hours, maybe. You don't want to stop. Be in my underpants with one sock on again. <laughs> uh, I think you got a break last year's. You gotta take off the pants or the sock. <laughs> that's all that's left. One thing's gotta come take off. off your glasses. <laughs> Something like that. Okay, now are you ready? You got you got that yeah, out there. You let everybody know that you're still working <laughs> on an Ortonian. Ortonians. Yeah, you son of a bitch. It's not all about what you've been up to, you fucking <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I hope you're not as fucking stingy of a lover as you are a podcaster. <laughs> well, it might be a fair assessment. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I kidding? I already know. Once so. every two weeks. <laughs> Was every two weeks for thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> eighth right. edition. Eighth edition. 
It's really more than 8th edition. It's like a 30 of, years yeah. of Warhammer culminating. Maybe more. We're saying goodbye. To, did that start in the 70s or the 80s? I'd probably say the 80s. Yeah, okay. Maybe the early 80s. So, yeah. I don't really know. 30 the, some odd years. I don't have the data on that. <laughs> well, way to do your research, dickweed. <laughs> <laughs> but... Okay, so what are we what are we glad to see, Gal? Well, I'm, I'll be pretty happy to see all the stupid fucking gimmicks that you see every time, like the three plus dickweed with a ward save and a one up reroll or rerolling ones. Is each guy on the disc? Mm-hmm. God, I'm sick of that fucking shit. Okay, so that's kind of like a double edge thing for me. So you have the customization of the heroes and stuff. That was something that was really awesome. Well, I did talk I, about that is something I will miss. Is okay. The well, a lot of these have two different sides to them. So the variety well, really, was it, technically was there, and you could do but so much shit. It. Yeah, but everybody always they did such the a poor shit. job of balancing everything. Right. That that you only ever saw there the was only shit. really a few different options right. for most of the troops. For competitive play. Mm-hmm. That being and, the problem. The tournament well, scene is wrecking Warhammer. I mean, if you want to play Warhammer, you want to win. So a regular game is competitive too, right? Yeah, like, but you have to have like a special mindset to kind of take something stupid. <laughs> I mean, because everything being even, if you and me just play, like I'm gonna want to win. That's the point of the game. So I want to try to take the best. Yeah, yeah, that's the point of the game. But there's also having fun, catching a buzz, mm-hmm. learning something. You know, prepping for a tournament, learning an army, tweaking an army list. There's all kinds of things that that can go into. Mm-hmm. Why would the fuck we would have a game just to kill two hours instead of sitting on the couch beating off? Mind if I jerk off? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we were we're sad to see the customization go, but we're not sad to see the the standard gimmicky bullshit that you saw. The standard the guys that ended up, which kind of ruined dominating, it, yeah. <laughs> which took really in the end took all the variety out. So it was really a balance issue. Mm-hmm. I agree with your with your comment there. Okay, so one thing for me, I don't think. Probably anybody else is going to agree with this, but I think I brought it up a few times. And one thing I really dislike was the flee and pursuit rules. Yeah. If you roll higher, you kill everyone. Uh-uh. If you don't roll higher, everyone gets away. So, and it's been like that for pretty much the entire time. They never thought of anything better or some way of little units shouldn't be able to kill the entire units or some yeah. kind of way to scale it up or down. So I like that the new rules. You can fail your check by a bit, and just a couple guys will run away. Or if you fail it by a lot, then a lot of guys run away. So it kind of scales up and down. And like with panic and stuff, you know, it's not all or nothing either there in the way that it was. Yeah. Uh, So I like like the scalability in the way that the break checks are the same for all the units too. Okay. Um, So like the undead and everybody else kind of uses the same rules. So the guys disappear or they run away. Either way, you kind of use the same rules. Yeah. So that's one thing that I'm glad to see go because I've always had the worst pursuit rules over the years. And so much of the games really hinge on whether you run them down or not. It's true. (laughs) Because when you kind of go towards shittier lists too, so if you're not taking the most competitive thing, a lot of the times... You know, you're using all your tournament or um, your army resources to break the unit in the first place, and you only have one or one try at it. Yeah. Because by then your units are too small, or you know that Death Star, you have one chance to break that Death Star, and if you don't run it down, yeah. like you're just completely <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing I'm glad to see go. Okay. Um, next on my list is all the dicky, super overpowered magical spells. I think a lot of it was really awesome. The hexes were a cool idea. The augments were cool. But the ones that really fucking chat my ass, like Dwellers and Final Tranny and um, to a degree Purple Sun, I think it's worthless a lot, but it was rather devastating to ogres. And uh. and then you can you get those common combinations, too, where it's like, first I'm going to miasma you, and then I'm going to Purple Sun you. So mm-hmm. And that's one that I used a lot. So, <laughs> so it's... I'm not going to heavily criticize it, <laughs> but I just think it, it would have. It's nice to see some of those things go where. Because you would play dudes where their whole fucking game is. All right, Purple Sun, six dice. Purple Sun, six dice. Purple. Final Trans, six dice. Final mm-hmm. Trans. It's the same fucking shit. Like, that's. Is that a strategy or is that just a. Like a. Well, I would say, too, though, that that's kind of a counterpoint to the 
um, just big horde units that people would take yeah, with the true. three or four characters piled in. True, so that, that you that's fine. you need those spells to kind of counter that. Yeah, but then you know, going forward, you're not going to have units like that, or you you'll be able to pick out the characters, or it's not going to kind of work the same way. So you don't really right. need it. Some of the spells, I don't, I haven't really looked at too many, but some of them are seem to be pretty pretty powerful. I don't, they don't really kill everything, but you just do like a D three mortal wounds. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, well, for my Shadow Wizard, you get, like, double move on a unit. That's a pretty big thing. That's pretty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because there's no caps. So, like, my Warhawks went from, like, 16 to 32-inch move. <laughs> plus, I get a charge on the end of it. Okay. But, yeah, that kind of makes sense. It's not super fun. But I kind of think the unfun thing was a lot of the times with those spells is you, you just felt like there's nothing you could do about it. Right. Uh, but... In my games of Age of Sigmar so far, I've been feeling that same way a lot. Is your opponent's going to do some combos or get two turns in a row? Or there was a lot of times where it felt like there was nothing I could do about what my opponent was doing. Right. And then it was my turn, and then I would do shit that they just couldn't counter, and they just had to suck it up. Yeah. Well. Um, so it felt like that same kind of feeling that you get from those big spells. Maybe I won't even bother playing it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. There's a lot of the way the synergy works and stuff like that. There's just a lot of the things you can't do anything about. Okay. But we'll see. Okay. Um, I got something here. No yeah. more. 10 from the back. No more war machines. Templates. I didn't really like templates. I thought they were kind of dumb. There's nothing you can do with a template that you can just roll 2d6 and save yourself three or four minutes of dicking around. Yeah. They were just a I think standard back in the day item, when think. you would guess your shit, then I could see why maybe having templates, you know, if you're close but not quite kind of deal. But then with Eighth, they took away all the guessing but kept all the same rules. Well, you had the scatter, so. Yeah. But all the models have a ballistic skill, which <laughs> represents their inherent attack ability in the range department. So. <laughs> yeah, that came uh, into play with the. Uh, <laughs> Guess range scatter indirect non line of sight scatters, bro. <laughs> Anyways, that part was a little bit overcome. Yeah, ten from the back. The way the cannons, um, the multiples hits on written monsters and everything. Yeah, kind of put a, <laughs> uh, a sad note on the big large creatures. So I think it's kind of cool. You're going to see more of the seems like the big combined monster profiles are really awesome so far the ones that i've looked at you see the counts are just off the hook on everything yeah it's gonna take some (laughs) getting used to because it's like a little shitty hero it's got five i'm like the wizards are actually kind of tough um they have a decent attack yeah it takes a while to run them down (laughs) and then yeah like i was playing against ballard he had one of those Voltron tiger things written by one of the vampires. Yeah. And the thing had like 16 wounds. And then the chick attacks, the beast has a couple different attacks. And then there's like spectral like attacks. <laughs> spectral attacks. Spectral attacks. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm glad to see the war machines simplified. I thought they were where, where unnecessarily. Were the war rules? Because I was looking around for how the fuck the fire attacks. It's, it's just that attack that it does. Okay. Yeah. Same, same as any other unit. I have to look at that again. So it's interesting because you could be shooting rules. You know, you're not ever in uh, like base contact or locked in close combat or anything. Yeah. So like you could attack a screaming skull catapult or uh, something like that, and you can actually shoot <laughs> out of out of the combat. Which makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Or you can shoot at the guys that are attacking you. Someone swinging a fucking axe at your head, you're going to be able to fucking, <laughs> fucking load the machine. Get a catapult ready to go. Shoot the rock straight up. <laughs> bring it straight back down. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Anything else you're glad to see go? Yeah, all the end times bullshit. <laughs> I think it got so over the top. It really sucked a lot of fun out of it. The power creep got about as insane as it could, of course, for the end of an edition. Mm-hmm. Pretty typical, but I'm happy to see all the end times. Yeah, so the army books are going. Are you yeah. s- are you sad to see them go? I'm assuming they're going to have more balanced. Every army gets a unit, or they'll be able to do more units throughout the year rather than every couple of years come out with a new version of the army right. where you drop everything now. Yeah, I think it'll help the game evolve more. I'm not sad to see him go because it'll be free online now. You don't got to drop money on a book and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So. 
Yeah, I, I think I'm glad they're gone too. It's kind of an outdated thing. Yeah, back in the late '80s, early '90s, you know, before the internet, you know, that was the only way to get stuff out there was right. books. Yeah, so a lot of this is just catch up to what every other <laughs> <laughs> miniature company is doing. Yeah, it's true. Anyways. All right, so let's talk about what we're gonna miss then. Okay, from Eighth Edition. What do you got? Uh, I want to miss the big blocks. Yeah, I got that as my number one, too. Even if the overall model count is the same, which I don't think it will be. I no. think it's going to be less models for sure. The game is you get penalized for taking a lot of models by the sudden death shit. Right. Even though the big units, you get marginal benefits. It's really hit or miss for some of those units. For having a big unit, some units get really powerful, and then some are just... You get, like, an extra one to hit or something. Like, Glaygard versus Skelly Archers. Yeah. Skelly shoot twice if there's more than 20. Where the Glaygard <laughs> just get, like, plus one to hit. Yeah. So, that's a big difference. <laughs> but, yeah, the units and the way that they ranked up. Having something that feels like a fucking army. Yeah, it feels like an army. Even though, like, obviously, 20 guys isn't, like, a unit in, like, an actual war or battle. It right. just had that feeling. But it's a that, way to replicate it on a tabletop. And that the movement um, kind of felt like that, too, the way you'd wheel right. and move everything and really slow particular. down and marching. So it contributed to that overall army feeling yeah. where this, yeah, it just, it just feels skirmish, even if you're using boatloads of guys. Um, yeah, that's probably my number one. Yeah, I agree. And, it, you know, a part of the appeal was that it had that sort of historic feel. Because, yeah, it's fantasy, but it's like old school armies. And that's that was part of the appeal for me as well. And that's totally okay. gone. Yeah, so like the classic. So all the armies were kind of based off classic fantasy tropes. Right. You know, they're kind of taking stuff from D&D, Lord of the Rings, and everything. So you could really channel some of the, like, the classic fantasy stuff. Where if they're moving away towards... You know, everything has to be their own thing, which right. it kind of seems like it is it for does. all the RP, IP bullshit and everything else. Changing the names of everything. And this Ogors, <laughs> Orex, everything else. Yeah, Ogors. So I'm kind of sad to see that that aspect go. The bull Ogors. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because there's a reason everybody likes elves, because you know you're getting what you're in for when you, you see elves. And if there's some kind of weird GW take on it, you may or may not go for it. Right. So that was kind of one of the main appeals for the game. Yeah. Is, so um, be sad to see that go. Yep. So next on my list, then I have the variety, the magic items, the dwarfs with the runes, mm-hmm. unit equipment. So. Yeah. So we talked about the magic item customization. Well, then there's the unit customization where you can get different kinds of weapons yeah. on different units, different command models. Um, the armies, you could do a lot of different things. Kind of the some of the preliminary war scrolls, like uh, army construction things, suggest you might only be able to take one or two of each. Right. Or something like that. So, sure. Um, you've always been able to do a lot of whatever you want in your army construction, and we just don't know if we're going to have that going forward. We already know... Like the weapons and stuff, we're not going to see any of that. Right. Well, which is fine. Like, for instance, Empire, you know, now you just have a unit of swordsmen, a unit of halberds, a unit of... Yeah, I can see why they did it. So it's fine if if it works out that way. But, you know, with dwarves, you could you could do all kinds of shit with them. Great weapons, fucking hand weapon shield, heavy armor, grommel armor, whatever the fuck the case was. So I feel like that's all gone and that sucks dick. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I think that probably just about covers it for me. You know, a lot of the stuff, you know, again, really, you're just accustomed to it. I can't say I'm going to miss it, per se, or, like, that was, like, one of the main reasons for why we played it. Because looking back and thinking about why we played Warhammer, and probably the number one reason is there was nothing else like it for a long time so right. if you wanted to play a game <laughs> with models and have fantasy fights you know warhammer was your go-to right and there was no other options <laughs> and then f- for a while you know if you wanted to play other people you go to tournaments and stuff like that but now there's a whole bunch of other games so if i was a kid starting out again i don't know what about eighth edition or anything else would be you know what would draw me to that in particular yeah okay yeah i agree with that um and we'll see where it goes i'm sure they'll lose people but 
I don't know that they'll gain anybody. <laughs> but either way, I'll give it a go. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about Blood in the Sun, buddy. Okay. It was Blitz 5, Staying Alive. <laughs> a little fucking disco theme and shit. Sounds okay. about right. Your last 8th edition experience. The last fucking How did hurrah. it feel? Did it feel like a countdown as each game was played? No. Like two more to get now? No, it felt exactly the same. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it was a hoot, man. I had five... I played against five dudes. They were all great. I'm not even going to talk about the games because what's the fucking point, right? Yeah. It's dead. But uh, the games were great. The event was run super tight. Couldn't have asked for more. I was undefeated. I had three wins and two draws. Oh, nice work. So I took uh, Best Ogres there. And it was a hoot, man. Was, I think we, you know, we were just talking about why we played Warhammer Fantasy. And I think one of the things that kept me playing for so long is... Well, two things. First off, I just like painting models. And second, Mm -hmm. the fucking just hanging out and having fun with people. I think that's what made it. So pretty sure if the same group of dudes are still doing Age of Sigmar, I'll keep going because why the fuck not? It's fun, and that's really what I'm going Mm -hmm. for. So, yeah, the event was awesome. The fucking Feast of Champions was solid. I drove so much fucking pizza in myself. I was sick for two days. Ah. Classic. Classic mistake. Classic casings. Yeah. Smoked a lot of cigarettes. Got loaded Friday night with Ratmond. Played a game against him. Mm-hmm. That was fun. And uh, Was he yeah. playing Dark Owls? No, he had Orcs and Goblins. <laughs> okay. But fucking cheese dicked out with Laura Von That's <laughs> 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 fucking bullshit. <laughs> Every time I play that clown. <laughs> nice. I, uh, I sat through the sculpting class on Saturday night. Okay, who was running that? Aaron Schmidt through Horseshow Miniatures, and at oh, the time, cool. I wasn't really sure that you had to pay. I just saw that something was going on, so I was like, oh, I'll check it out, and turns out you're supposed to pay uh. something <laughs> or another, but I didn't take any of the materials or any of the tools, uh-huh. So, and everybody else got some, so I didn't feel too bad. Did you, would you, after seeing it, would you, like, would you have paid or would you recommend it or well i think for just like a beginner yeah absolutely for a beginner uh for someone at my level i don't it wouldn't really be worth the money but um it was interesting i mean he did have some techniques that i never fucking use um lots of different pulling techniques pulling with pins pulling with flat edges Mm. just to make things pop out more and i'm always a i'm a pusher not a puller (laughs) (laughs) so example it was interesting it was like the other the other thing that he he kind of he did that i'd never do is mix a little bit of vaseline with your green stuff oh yeah i do that all the time i've never even i've never dicked around with that so i get those smooth tentacles my man (laughs) helps it not to stack that was the other thing that really stood out for me and also just how much he uses pins because it seems weird to me i'm always using some tool or another and occasionally even a pointy tool but nothing like the little pins he uses just a little interesting so if uh if you're a beginning sculptor you're looking to get into it and he was he would just sculpt something little and cool just to kind of show it and the only real issue with the class was that you couldn't see what he was doing mm. so he needed a projection system yeah some way to like get it overhead that. but then he would pass it around so you could check it out and it was pretty cool like he sculpted this ultimate super cool little beard in like 30 seconds and passed it around it was really awesome given my okay yeah i could see where the facial hair sculpting yeah like like, he kind of knows the right way to pull it yeah so you kind of just do row after row and then boom yeah all of a sudden you got a fucking chain mail or fur or beard yeah or scales or feathers or you know scales would be all these things yeah the scales he did were super cool too so and that was a pulling technique Mm-hmm. Uh, or you know combinations of techniques but so if you're if you ever get a chance to sit through it and you're looking to learn how to sculpt it's definitely worth it like okay. i said it was aaron aaron schmidt with horseshow miniatures also i think he did the custom bits models for the last few years so if you need a custom model made for something or another mm-hmm. look him up um good his, deal. His model was super cool so bits was good times yeah, it great was, oldies. It was a hoot, man. That's the end of it. The end of an era. Although I did see that Alamo and Northstar are sticking eighth edition. It looks like. Mm. Yeah, Northstar, I think for sure. Alamo just had an email go out yesterday okay. or before, so I don't. I think I'm gonna opt out of both of them. I'm not. I don't want to play eighth edition. <laughs> yeah, I got all my wedding stuff going on, so I'm not gonna be hitting either of them. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Moving along. You been uh, audio booking? What have you been? Oh, my current book. So I put down the heroes for a little bit in order to 
Brett got me a book from the library, Alan Carr's Easy Way to Stop Smoking. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been reading through that. It's pretty interesting. The guy, like, he's in his 70s now, and he smoked heavily for, like, 30-something years. So if, if you're thinking about kicking it, you don't want to be a smoker. It's definitely worth a read. He essentially tries to logic you into... Like not smoking. It's it's really interesting. It seems like it would be a real male approach. I don't know if the approach would work well on women or not. Just uh, because it's super like all right, here's to get your logical here's the fucking self facts. Step up. Yeah. And and just realize that you're being a fucking idiot. So Okay. Um, How, how's this going? Any early success stories? Um, well, the another cool part about it is while you're reading it, he tells you not to stop smoking, just carry on as normal. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a real easy read. <laughs> I suppose he's got to try to get you on your, got to get you on his side or, you know, don't want to dissuade you from first. Yeah. You know, that's if he's just exactly going to say stop smoking, you'd be like, fuck this shit. That's what he says in the book. He's like, if I told you to stop smoking right away, nobody would have read any further. <laughs> <laughs> so either way, though, it's, it's interesting. It's a really fast read, too. It's like 200 pages, but it's, you know, it, double space, that kind of shit. So well worth a read, though, if you have any interest in that. Probably worth a read if you're a non-smoker just to get some logic into, like, smoker brain. It's really just drug addiction. So you get a... You get a good sense of the drug addiction and shit. Mm. But uh, either way, I recommend it if you're trying to quit. Alan Carr's Easy Way to Stop okay. Smoking. Would any the of these items edition. apply to uh, miniature wargaming? No. No, but I can see how the things he talks about can be focused into other areas of life. So I'm, I'm working on some theories right now. <laughs> okay. Good deal. What have you been, been listening to? Well, I've been doing a lot of painting. So I've been cruising through the audio uh, books. I finished Skull Throne, yeah. which is book four on the demon cycle. Sadly, the first book in that series, Word of Man, is really fucking awesome. Yeah. And I don't know. Every book since has been kind of a dud. So I'm going to have to redact my recommendations of book two and three. <laughs> just, if you're going to read it, read the first one and then just call it good. I don't see it wrapping up in the fifth one to uh, anything particularly awesome. But I did read, or I listened to and finished Firefight, which is a Brandon Sanderson book. It's the second one in his Reckoners series. Yeah. So the Reckoners book, the first one was Steelheart. And the basic gist is people are developing superpowers, and it automatically turns them into an asshole and makes them want to kill everyone. Okay. So there's like all these supervillains, but there's no superheroes. So the Reckoners are a group of just mortal people who go around killing the superheroes or okay. the supervillains just to try to encourage people to rise up and show that they're mortal and they can be killed. So Firefight is the second one in that series. Yeah. And it's pretty good. It, if you like the first one, you'll you'll dig the second one. It's the okay. same kind of issue. The first one actually kind of reads a lot like Mistborn where there's like this super being that they're you know pulling a caper to try and take them down sure and steelheart's just like that and this one is kind of similar too although obviously there's some twists and turns and there's like more going on with the overall plot lines because okay. there's going to be a third one sounds like it's sure. up my alley yeah it's, it's kind of fun because they use guns and explosives and stuff, <laughs> so it kind of was on the Infinity kind of kick uh, while I was painting the Infinity stuff. Sure. So that's a pretty good one that I would recommend. Sanderson, most of his shit's decent. Okay. Yeah, that gets into my current obsession, which is Sanderson's Mistborn. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's been still keeping me doing a lot of fucking Orctonian painting. It's still super good, so... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not sure if I'd recommend it immediately after Steelheart. Yeah. Because you'd be like, this is like the same thing. But like, <laughs> it's just modern times. People have guns instead of uh, the magic power shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my obsession, dude. I was an idiot, and I was down at... <laughs> Uh, local hobby shop where they sell a bunch of Wii games. So I picked up this game, Monster Hunter Try. Yeah. And it's really interesting. You, It kind of gives me like a Shadow of the Colossus vibe because oh, you're sure. killing these huge monsters. Yeah. But it's the complete opposite where Shadow of the Colossus is really minimalist and like really, there's no one to talk to. Yeah. There's like barely anything to interact with. You're just killing stuff. This one, there's like probably dozens if not 20 plus like weird like little mini 
things you need to keep track of. Yeah. Because you like mix ingredients yeah. and then you get like a little mushroom farm and then like a little <laughs> apiary for bees for honey. And then like, <laughs> so you like grow all these different ingredients and then you control like a fishing fleet and like you send them out to different areas. And then these trade ships come in and you're trading for different goods and you can send them to different areas. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then there's like, you can, <laughs> before you go on a, a mission, you like go to a chef and eat like different kinds of food to give you different kinds of bonuses. So it's like super super detailed with all this weird stuff that you can kind of just ignore it if you want but the bread and butter is killing like these giant like dinosaur monster things and that's really fun and they're the battles are super intense because they have like 50 minute time limits yeah and i've run into where like i haven't been able to take it down in yeah. like 50 minutes of hunting it because <laughs> you hunt it and then it gets kind of beat up and it starts slobbering a lot yeah and then it gets kind of gimpy and kind of beat up and then it'll run away <laughs> so then you kind of have to track it over the map and like you're like really like hunting it down <laughs> it, it's it's really funny you really when you kill one of them and some of them you have to capture so you guys set up all these little traps and yeah you're hitting it with like trank bombs to try to get it to pass out <laughs> and like you always feel like it's impossible and you're never going to be able to do it and then when you take it down it's really satisfying but <laughs> yeah so i probably spent about 20 hours maybe over the oh, last Jesus. two weeks playing it okay nice <laughs> you, yeah. you started that with because i'm an idiot i knew where it was headed <laughs> yeah another video game for another Raj. video game so somehow i've been doing the video game and still painting in my time probably yeah. about an hour worth of each each day sure so definitely you can get a you can buy a wii it's like probably less than 50 bucks you probably get one for 20 bucks and there's all these weird fun games you can get for it yeah um, All right. <laughs> cool. Don't, but don't do it. Even though it's cheap, it's really fine. <laughs> Got to keep you on the Age of Sigmar, yeah. on your models. I don't know. Is anybody really stoked on that? <laughs> Something like... Uh, Domus is the number Matt one. Matt Leone is... Yeah, that's because Domus was the number one fucking naysayer of 8th yeah. edition, so he's got to bring it back full circle mm-hmm. and be the champion of Age of Sigmar. Okay. Anyways. So let's, let's keep this moving Let's do a music here. pick yeah. here. I'm fucking hurting for new music lately, so I'm just going to kick it old school and pull some fucking Misfits back. So Okay, sounds good. This is fucking Last Caress. This is off Static Age, too, by the way. Some motherfucking old school misfits. Some fucking great shit. What do you got for Raj's point hammer <laughs> history? Okay, we're going to kick this one back. So last time I mentioned Gen Con, and that's where the first tournaments I did for Warhammer were. Yeah. I also mentioned that GW pulled out of all Gen Cons for probably the last 15 years yeah. since. 
kind of sounds like they're going to be coming back. I'd wager so. Um, but it, in the meantime, and this is before we started the podcast, I still like to go to Gen Con, and I like miniature games. Yeah. So I'm just going to throw this mention out there that um, I put together three different war bands for the War Gods system, and that's yeah, that's pretty fun. So people... If you're looking at different rule sets and stuff like that, you might check out the War Gods of Egyptus slash Olympus stuff. Sure. The the system is pretty much static. Like, there's probably been a dozen models that have come out since I quit playing. Right. It's just a one-man operation, pretty much. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there, but the rules are really interesting. They're kind of Warhammer-ish, but then they, you use these counters that are hidden. So you give orders to your units and reveal them during the game. And your opponent is doing the same, so you can try to anticipate what they're going to do, and you can try to uh, psych people out, yeah. try to make it look like you're going to do stuff. So the system itself is is really good, and the scale is just about right. It's it's much smaller than Warhammer, yeah, uh, but it's probably maybe fifty to sixty models. Sure, for uh, for an army. Yeah, I think they call war bands or something. They kind of yeah. form around harbingers, and uh, the the models that are out are really good fun. But the game. You know, just it kind of is what it is. You got to take it for what it is. You know, yeah. You start playing it now; it's going to be the same as it is five years from now. <laughs> um, which, for some reason, psychologically, that doesn't seem very fun. Because <laughs> I mean, you could just keep playing Eighth Edition and have it be the same, but right. But um, no one, no yeah, one. <laughs> it just doesn't seem seem like a fun thing to be doing. Yeah, because you know there's not going to be any change. But I mean, the basic rules are there, and you could easily adapt some of that to use your Warhammer armies or stuff like that. So if you're looking at uh, different rules, systems, and stuff like that, um, you know, there are alternatives out there. I'll probably be looking into some. you know, got Kings of War as <laughs> an alternative. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, check out... If you're really set on a, abandoning G-dubs, I'd check out War Gods. Okay. Um, you kind of just got to take it for what it is. But I, I played it at Gen Con each year. And we'd do tournaments and stuff like that. And it was fun paint up the models. And the community was fun. Sure. So um, I kind of got out of it right around when we started doing the podcast. And then, like, the game that I would take the Gen Con then is Blood Bowl mm. instead. So I always like to do something miniature-related at Gen Con. Yeah. Um, and for probably four or five years, War Gods. Was it? Was it? Hit the spot. Cool. Anyways. You got a podcast of the month, bro? Yeah, I do. I started listening to the Serial Podcast. Through yeah, public radio, I've heard, heard things. What do you? I've listened to a couple. I've listened to I the stopped. first, uh, maybe three or four. I'm still intrigued. It's really interesting. You're always uh, on this roller coaster, whether he done it or who done it. It's pretty, pretty cool. I like the theory. Yeah. So why don't you tell people the general gist? Uh, so this chick who was in high school was killed, and. They're trying to pin it on her boyfriend, or they did pin it on her boyfriend. The shit happened like in the early '90s, and I think it was early '90s. No, it was the early 2000s. I forgot it was 2015. Yeah. <laughs> so it happened in like two, 2001 or '99, sometime in there. And it's ambiguous as to whether he really did it or not. But he was convicted. He's been sitting in jail for 15 years for it. And so the dude's sister was an attorney, but not a criminal attorney. And she had all the paperwork. They felt like his attorney fucked him over because mm. she was sick and she did some things that seemed weird. Like she was sick and then she died of whatever disease she had. Oh, interesting. So his sister had all the paperwork and was pouring over it. And then she kicked it over to this this other investigator who's... I don't know if she's an attorney or an invest, investigative reporter or what the fuck she is. But she's the one that's telling the story what she did, how she went through it, and you know how she tried to either prove his innocence or guilt one way or the other. And it's cool because she gets the guy on the phone every episode and goes and talks, looks up these people 15 years after the fact and talks to people. And um, Yeah, it's really interesting. So the question is, I like a good fucking crime drama, so that's pretty much what it is. Okay. But it's real, real shit. So. Yeah, I guess I started listening to it, but I'm not really big into like crime yeah. stuff or anything. Sure. But I think most people probably are, actually. Well, it's got that... Kelly really likes crime stuff. Yeah, it's got that, like, This American Life feel to it, too, where they're interviewing people the same way and talking to people mm -hmm. and talking to the listener the same way. So it's it's comforting okay, in that regard. good deal. That's an official Jonathan Hastings <laughs> top podcast pick. Serial podcast. <laughs> okay. 
I got an army theme over here, dog. What do you got? This is one that I almost kind of started, but uh, I'm going to relinquish it. I'm, I'm putting it out there in the world. Is the Anasazi lizard man? I think that's how that's pronounced. Okay. Basically, the you know those cliff cliff dwellings in like New Mexico and stuff. Yeah. Um. So lizard man, its theme has always been like Aztec yeah. shit. So sure. this would be like taking it up into uh, North America kind of deal and rolling with maybe a more closer to um, you know like Plains Indians or something something like that more along Pueblo those lines. type or Pueblo, yeah, yeah. Um, so I had that pretty much all planned out of my mind. So they're going to be kind of orange colored. Yeah. So they'd be kind of more like desert lizards rather yeah. than like jungle lizards. So like a Gila monster, or like <laughs> horny toads and stuff like that. Sure. Or like desert snakes. So I'd use kind of those kind of color schemes with like probably not browns, but more toward oranges. So it's still kind of vibrant. But it mixes of oranges and browns. Yeah. Like some bleach bone type colors. So that was going to be the color scheme for them. And then the display board would be actually be like a huge base like a cliffside and then like this it'd have a hollowed out section with like those little ruined buildings and stuff yeah and then like they'd be like sitting on a ledge within there sure and um, <laughs> so it looked really cool because you have this huge display board kind of sitting up so then the models would be like eye level too so yeah. people wouldn't really have to stoop to get down you only have to stoop a little bit and then the other thing was is going to be like kind of a um, <clears throat> like they had enslaved mammals or be kind of more like North American, you know, sure. kind of like megafauna type stuff. So like the Saurus calf would be riding boars instead of <laughs> the cold ones. And the uh, pterodon riders would be riding warhawks instead of, you know, some kind of lizardy thing. And then sure. you could use some kind of weird like porcupine, like some kind of giant porcupine thing for like a razor dawn. Yeah. <laughs> and like a mastodon type thing if you want to do stegodons or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So we kind of mixing it up. Because one thing that always bugged me about lizard men is like they're lizards riding lizards. So then like, well, do you paint the lizards they're riding with like the same scheme? And like, how do you do it without it clashing or having all the pterodons are all the same color as the cold ones, which are all the same color as the stegot, you know? Yeah. You know, it's not, I don't know, that always bugged me about doing a lizard man army. It's in, <laughs> you have multiple lizards, a way of doing it without having them all clash, but still kind of keep a theme. Sure. So if you did mammals, you know, they're all just kind of brownish looking critters. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so then the bases would be like a cracked, like Badlands, Sure. Kind of base. So there's like a GW technical paint now that yeah, you can just you do it easy that crackle look. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was set for a while. I actually converted up a couple Saurus riding boars, um, and I collected some of the models. And like the Blood Bowl Lizardman team I did is kind of an orange brownish. That was like a test scheme sure. for this army because I had a bunch of bought a I bought a bunch of Lizardman from Steve. Steve Heyer. Yeah. For a while. And this is what I was going to do before. I don't know if it was after the demons or maybe it might've been before the demons, but I decided to do the demons instead. Sure. But, um, with the new system coming, I know for sure I'm never going to do it. <laughs> and, um, so I'm just going to let, let that idea out there. If somebody wants to roll with it. All right. Just fart it out into sweet. the universe. Yeah. See if it wafts around. <laughs> See if it gets picked up in anyone's nose or if it just gets lost in the wind. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. Yeah. You got a sex toy for us, bud? Sort of. Something a little more usable this week. I'm going to talk oh, a little bit mean? about Backpage.com, my friend. Okay. Are you aware of this? No, I don't think so. So in any city in America... Maybe the world. I've seen there's a world section, but you go to Backpage.com, you find your city, and there's always like it. This is like a, a lot of adult shit on there. So there's like escort links, and you can just go. It's kind of like Craigslist. It's almost exactly like Craigslist, but they let you post anything. So you get lots of escorts and sex jobs. Like if the local fuckers that want to set up like webcams and pay girls uh -huh. to be in pornos and shit. But the interesting part was like any city you go to, any city around, like if you click on the escort section, it's essentially just like, depends on how big the city is, but like 
chicks just because yeah, there's like female and male escorts or tranny mm-hmm. escorts if you're into that mm. and now you've piqued my interest <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucking weird that it's i don't know if they're cops or not but i encourage everybody just to go on there and it look. might be cops yeah i don't think so though i think it they gotta be legit like our cops don't really have much to do so they like to set up set up stupid stuff on drug stings and people banging yeah well, either way, it's interesting. It's kind of like you go on there, and it's essentially like you're shopping for people, like you're shopping for a woman or you're shopping for a dude. If you're looking, for whatever the fuck you're looking for, it's really weird. And it's just like fucking picture ad, and then like a description of themselves, and then like some type of lame enticement. So it's like, mm-hmm. um, you know, hundred percent pleasure guaranteed. <laughs> and in cities like Appleton, you see there's like lots of ads for. Asian massage parlors, which are really just Jack Shacks on ah, there. Nice. <laughs> so uh, it's fucking really weird, though. I've always said we need more Jack Shacks in the area. So get, I encourage you next time you're bored, just go on Backpage and like click on the Escort section and like look in your town and see. And it like changes because so if you watch it for a while, you'll see that like people must just travel it's like around. Homepage. Like, like hookers must just travel around to different cities, get a hotel room, and hook for a while, and then go to the next town. It seems like that's what's going on. I I can't I can't vouch for whether it's legit or not, but it's really it's weird. I guess it, it makes sense that it goes on, but mm-hmm. check it out, That's Raj. Interesting. I, you find yourself a I'll new that. hobby. Yeah, this afternoon at work, <laughs> I'll just pop it up. <laughs> Maybe bring it up on Take your it. phone. <laughs> Backpage dot com. Okay, interesting. Good deal. Check it out. Get yourself a hooker. Okay, well, let's revisit our question of the month. We did. Uh, Oh, yeah, we got lots of responses, responses to the question of the response. Yeah, so. through the email. Uh, Michael Jordahl, he was saying 80% whiners and uh, 20% quitters. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, that was the only email. I think the most came through Twitter. Um, I think that's probably a good number. I mean, because you're going to find something that you're not happy with, even if overall you're pretty happy with how things are going. Yeah. There's always gonna be something to whine about. So, well, that's I think the eighty people. I'm 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 saying ninety here. I'm feeling. You think ninety people uh, for, are for, bail? for the for the whiners? Oh, for the whining. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a hundred percent for whining. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I think it's gonna be like thirty percent whiners. Mm. I don't feel like we see that much whine. I feel like there's a lot of support and a lot of acceptance. And it, people, it is what it is. What's the okay. fucking point in crime? We're all fucking grown adults, and we're in a. So that's yeah. yeah but don't get me on a rant. I'm gonna whine about the whiners. Whammer. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, things are pretty good for you. Yeah. So you don't have much to complain about. So this is what you're gonna yeah, find. It's fair. Uh, to, to bitch about. What about for the quitter? Is twenty percent? Mm, I'd probably say a quarter. Let's go twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe more. So we're kind of thinking tourney scene quitters, okay? Because like uh, you, know, you just don't know how many way. from the people that we know. Yeah, I'd say twenty five percent would be fair. I think a lot of bros just go to hang out and shoot the shit and get loaded and mm-hmm. look I'm at my. Thinking, dick. yeah, maybe twenty five percent out the gate, and then maybe like a slow death <laughs> if it's just not very fun. Yeah, I'm like twenty five, another twenty five over the year, depending on the level until of until there's just like a whole new crowd, ongoing support from GW, and because if there is no more support, if this is it, like I bet it's a hundred percent quit. What, what you, yeah. you can't play this in a tournament, so mm-hmm. that's that. Yeah, a lot of remains to be seen. So and even then, even even in a year, it's going to be unless everybody quits, it's going to be impossible to quantify what percentage of people quit. But mm-hmm. maybe we can. Tell okay, well, let's out. continue with that question. Okay, I mean, it's just an ongoing as well, the situation unfolds. We can all new new information develops. <laughs> we could uh, we could just ask people to send us something positive about Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. Why don't we try and stoke up some fucking you wanna, solid positivity, you it bro? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why don't you do All that? Right. Well, that'll be the question there. Yeah. Send us one. Pointhammer to gmail.com. 601-TRY-HPBV. Mm-hmm. Hit us up. Let us know what you like, why this is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Uh, we can go over that next time. Because yeah. there are some positive things that I didn't really right. mention because right. it just gets you know, the overall changes. You're not really fans of it, but there's certain things about it, I think, that will definitely improve the gameplay experience. Yeah. At the very least, the shit um, that we were just all sick of yeah. goes away. So, 
I'm fine with that. Okay. All right, man. I think we'll probably take off here. Before a gal. Let's give a plug wet, to Wet those links. beaks. Yeah. We need these beaks to get fucking wetted, suckers. Yeah, if you're in the mood for a... Ah, that goddamn cat. I'm going to fucking beat you! <sighs> Naughty animal. These fucking pets drive me insane. I'm probably live like five years less just Another out of stress. Roof cat here. He's in the ceilings. Yeah. Now he's, he's watching his masturbate. Ceiling <laughs> <laughs> kit. So yeah, hit the fucking links. There's probably a Wet lot of Warhammer beaks. armies out there. Yeah, if you're gonna buy some Warhammer shit on eBay, hook it up. Do it. Click through pointhammer.com slash support. PHP. <laughs> is that all we got, buddy? I think we're out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, we're going to go out with moving. another fucking Misfits tune. This is from Static Age again. And we're going to do Bullet because it's a fucking awesome tune. I broke a rib to this song one time. Mm. That's how fucking hard I was thrashing around. So Yeah. All right. Suck my balls. That's, that's my bees. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.